This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. Or at least you better be. Welcome to the Most of the Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Damn It Damien. All right, buddies, welcome to the show. Boy, do I have an exciting one for you today. Because today we sit down and we chat with uh, the Dirty Few. Like, you've seen them. They're the, one of the hardest rocking, most fun, energetic live bands around. They're about to put out their newest record uh, out on Black and Bloom Records. Uh, we sit down we chat with them a little bit later today. Uh, and then we also, uh, earlier today, I went and hung out with my buddies Zach and Jason at Ratio Beer Works. Ratio Beer Works are the newest sponsors of uh, Mostly Harmless Podcast, and they're going to be telling us a little bit about uh, their brewery and what they're doing and uh, how they how they plan to conquer the Denver beer scene, friends. Um, I, the brewery is amazing. It's awesome, and I'm super excited for their grand opening this weekend, Saturday, February 14th, 2920 Larimer Street here in Denver in the Rhino District. Um, and then also, if, you, if I may, I got a little plug to throw out there for my own self. Uh, Most of the Harmless is going to be having a live talk show, game show, variety show event this Thursday at Mutiny Information Cafe, 2nd South Broadway at 8 p.m. Now, the deal is, is I'm, I'm kind of culminating from a lot of my love of these other live variety shows you see. Uh, it's going to be a lot like Graham Norton on the BBC. It's going to be a lot like Doug Love's movies and a lot of Conan thrown in there. And then just a lot of my own weird rambly uh, whatnot. Um, it's going to be part talk show. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk to our guests. Uh, we're going to play a little game with our guests. And then, uh, you know, the bands and c- comedic guests are going to play short sets. Uh, for this first inaugural show, we're going to have Ian Douglas Terry. Super awesome comedian. Uh, Zach Kinsella, who's a good buddy of mine, he's a comic book artist who draws Midspace. He also designed the very first Mostly Harmless logo about 10 years back. And then one of my favorite um, you know, Denver pop punk emo bands, Sleeping Weather, are going to be on the show and play a short set. It's going to be a damn good time. Racial Beer Works are going to be on hand uh, pouring beers uh, in anticipation of their grand opening on Saturday February 14th. So again, uh, Thursday, February 12th, Mutiny Information Cafe, uh, 8 o'clock. The show will probably start about 8.39, so be there about 8.30 if you really want to come. Uh, we've already got about 40 people RSVPing. It's a free event. Please come hang out. Uh, beers are donation-based. All the donations go towards paying for the audio and visual equipment that we're going to be using to record and document this fun show so, so that we may throw it back on the internet for all you guys to watch and listen to later. Again, Mutiny Information Cafe. More information about that at MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. So earlier today, I went and hung out with my buddies Jason and Zach at Ratio Beer Works. Um, and uh, I, I ramble enough in today's episode. So these guys, I'm super proud of them. I've known them a long time. Um, this is a long time coming. And I'm super proud of what they've done. Um, and just hanging out with them, walking around. They're full of life and full of stories, and they're so excited for this event. And it's super hard not to get excited being around them. Jason's always got a giant smile on his face, and he's always like ready with a story about what's gone into making this brewery awesome. Uh, so let's just go right now to Ratio Beer Works. Earlier this morning, I had a couple beers hanging out with these dudes. Uh, don't tell my boss. I got to go into my real job here in a minute. I'm not drunk. I'm just wired on DeathWishCoffee.com. Uh, so let's let's go talk to Jason and Zach a little bit and see what makes uh, Ratio. Beer 
your works awesome. So I'm here with uh, Jason Lowry. Mm, wrong name. <laughs> Jason good... Lowry. I mixed <laughs> you guys up completely. Let's try that again. Zach Lowry. Jason Zambruin. Yeah, close. Zambrunnen. Yeah. It's my Swiss origin there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even ask to spell it. Gets Jason. little Z's and big B's. Gets, gets nuts. I told you, too much coffee already this morning. <laughs> um, of course, you guys are the masterminds behind Ratio Beer Works. How long in the making? Five years? Yeah, it's been five years. Um, maybe 2009 was when I was still in Southern California with the idea of wanting to move to Colorado and get, get into the brewing industry and start a brewery, but thinking of going back to school to be able to do it right. So 2009, started planning going to brewing school. And then that launched the series of events of going to school in Chicago and going to school in Munich, Germany at Domen's and then moving family to Denver where I hooked up with Scott and Zach who had already met before. And who's Scott? Scott Kaplan is our third partner. Okay, cool. So he's the one I don't know. Yep. And I met Scott the longest ago between us and that was through music scene of us both playing in bands back in Boulder many, many years ago. But anyways, yep, had met them and it's, and Zach through music too, and then kind of love of beer. And so once I was in Denver, and then the origins of really starting the brewery um, took hold, yeah. and the planning started from there. So 2010, the true planning of the brewery yeah. started. And you were once in the Fairlands? I was in the Fairlands, cool. I didn't yep. know that until you told me that last time. It blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. Were you in any bands, Zach? No bands, just... <clears throat> ran a record label in Southern California. That great flight, great flight records. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we ran for you know seven, eight years. Put out probably about fifteen releases. Nice. So you probably met in through the scene. I think through punk rock bowling. Was that originally, or was it just directly? Yeah. With... So for for Colorado, uh, we got distrib- distribution through Suburban Home, and so that's what um, kind of opened that door. And then we met all the crew here, yeah. and then. We'd make trips out for anniversary parties and um, as well as punk rock bowling in Vegas. So, okay, so there was a time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Just remembering that. <laughs> I think the first time we'd met those guys, it was punk rock bowling. Yeah. Yep. And which guys? Uh, so I met Cap at punk rock bowling. Yeah. Um, and then uh, met a bunch of other friends. So Joey Bullock, Virgil, um, Sean Clausen, nice. um, all of which have all been great had dudes. yeah a little part of helping us get this off the ground cool. for sure. And when did you move to Denver? You moved to Denver... Uh, 2006-ish. Were you the first one here? Of the... Uh, Scott was here. Yeah. Uh, so Scott was here. He, I don't, he never left after going to school at Boulder. And then uh, Jason and I officially met at Scott's wedding. Yeah. Which was... Yeah, Small probably world. about... Uh, so I was from Colorado, obviously, originally. Yeah. And went to school, but then was gone for that many years. Yep. And then never lived in Denver. So that was definitely the first time moving to Denver. So. Yeah. yeah, we find that since I was in California... We went to all the same shows. Like, like, hey, where you at? Oh, I was totally there, but we didn't know each other. That's funny. It's yeah, we overlapped a lot of shows back then. We were probably standing next to each other watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know a big contention when I first got to know you, Zach, was I, I was always drunk and could never remember meeting you. I think um, we've met about at least 20 times. <laughs> yeah, which, which I apologize. Now, now I'll never forget you. But I remember meeting you, Jason, at a uh, Chuck Reagan show at yes. a tattoo shop. And being introduced, I was like, oh, this is my partner, Zach, you know, introducing you. He's like, oh, we're going to open up a brewery. 
And the thought going through my head and probably going through a lot of people's heads is like, does Denver need another brewery? Right. right. You're, you're shaking your heads. Yes. Um, I think Denver needs more breweries. I yeah. think um, the brewing community here is awesome. It's super, super tight and uh, very collaborative. So we're excited to join that. And then we wanted to show, you know, our, our different side. So our tap rooms would be lots of colors, uh, lots of uh, local artists helped us build this out. So our tables, our, our fence out front. And then uh, one thing that we want to hit on just to distinguish ourselves is making sure that the, the quality and cons- consistency of the product yeah. uh, is um, true throughout. So yeah. making sure that you have a beer here in our tap room and then you go have it at a bar down the street. It's all going to be the same beer. And you always know that you can on count on that that quality and um, just making sure that our recipes are a little bit different. So Yeah. And, and what I like about uh, just, just coming in here, and it just brings a giant smile on my face. You guys don't, we joked about it, but this isn't a clubhouse. This is like a real legit company you're starting here. Right. Um, this, you know, it's, it's full on. You guys have a big, long vision. It's five years in the making, and it's finally happened. We're about to finally happen. Valentine's Day, Saturday, you guys are going to finally, like, fucking come to fruition. But how do, you, how do you plan on jumping ahead of the pack? How do you uh, plan on... Like, there's some of these smaller breweries that have been around for five, ten years now already. How, how do you plan on beating them? Not not beating them, necessarily, but uh, making yourself more known. Well, right. Um, well, like you said, we knew that. First, Denver's in an awesome state of flux of... It's really one of the big mover, shaker cities of the U.S., I think, and it's why it's drawing people in, especially kind of the creative class. So why you see the boom in coffee and beer and people with in all these different fields and young people moving into the city. So there's a lot of breweries and there's a lot of new people moving here into it. But we, so we knew there was going to be lots of breweries and to distinguish ourselves. But so one of the reasons and why it took five years in the planning is as you see, we've kind of opened on a bigger scale and it's kind of a hybrid. We have, we really looked a long time to look for a great place for a tap room. It's going to be awesome to hang out and with the side yard and a great part of town. But also, you know, two-thirds of our building we set up for production and with a bigger brew house, with a 20-barrel brew house, so 600-gallon batches. Um, That really kind of sets us apart. It took us longer to get open, but it'll allow us to actually get out and sell more beer, sponsor more events out in the community. A lot of small guys were able to start early. Their production is so limited can be great your little local neighborhood brewery but it's really hard for them to then go oh i want to sell at a restaurant i want to get on a hops and pie because yeah. they just can't make that amount of beer and or consistently if you're having to crank through so many times so we definitely planned it out took our time tried to raise more money to do it right and build build it big enough that we can grow in this building for a while yeah and then of course you have all the professional training to go along with it right that was part of it too um I didn't want to just launch right into brewing of knowing it was competitive in this next wave of brewing. Um, it's not enough just to say you opened a brewery anymore. You've got to have great beer out of the gate and quality and consistency. Like Zach said, is going to be a definer um, in the future with more and more craft breweries. Um, and then everything on top of that of why such a big focus and Zach's focus on marketing is creating a cool space, the atmosphere, what we sponsor, that we want to really go after music and the arts and really be an urban brewery. Um, we have to hit on all those things um, to, be, to have a great brewery that people want to hang out with yeah. and drink the beer. Yeah. 
And then you guys come from this punk rock background, like this do-it-yourself background, which is very evident in what you're doing. But what you're doing is so, so much bigger. How, how do you keep that punk rock spirit alive and still go big? Well, I think a lot of it. But, <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk. What's Great cool question, is, Damian. if you <laughs> see, um, we hired, besides obviously our general contracting, that we hired a normal general contracting, a lot of this front stuff is, as we were saying earlier today, um, people we know around the community. Through that punk rock scene and that DIY, a lot of our friends are extremely talented and artistic and do wonderful things and um, doing it themselves. So we hired a lot of them to come in and help with the vision. So we have a whole list of who did our awesome Charles Lefkowitz doing our awesome metalworking and the fence that's already being photographed all over everyone who walks by and Steve Fast who did all the woodworking and these awesome tables um, Christie's and Brian and my wife kind of the coordination of the interior design in the front and working with them and then um, we have a, a former bandmate of Jason's Jeff Merkel and his wife Diana did the uh, outside sign um, as well as Jeff did all the audio for inside of here. We'll, we'll keep growing that so we can make sure we have a nice rock and tap room that, isn't, uh, that doesn't blow everyone's ears out and voices out trying to communicate with each other. And then back from music scene too, of, and in that punk rock scene, all our branding, we partnered with Legwork Studios. So a lot of people back from that we used to play with or be at shows with, and they've started an amazing studio, and we wanted to partner with someone like that That as we grow. So they did all our branding, and um, from the logos to tap handle designs, yeah. they'll be doing our um, bottle designs. And that's Joey? Joey and those guys? Yeah, Joey Bullock, Aaron Ray, that whole crew, Sean Klassen, uh, Matt Fajon, Matt, Matt Wiggins, Wiggins, and a whole, whole crew over there, Andy McIntosh. Yeah. Um, they're, they're booming beyond... They're doing so well over there, and we're just happy that we were able to partner with them. Um, but, yeah, so that comes back from the, that punk rock scene and what was really cool, and especially back then, um, maybe it's a little harder now, but if touring, it was all about networking and connections. Yeah. I mean, that's how shows got off the ground back then and where you would tour and meet up with people. So that same idea here, even though it's on a bigger scale, it's the same way. It's all these people you've met and enjoyed maybe different things, music, and then realize, oh, hey, you do that. That's yeah. awesome. How to, can we incorporate that? Yeah. And then, of course, all the beer names are uh, music-oriented. I don't know if that's a secret or not. Not a secret, but uh, they won't be limited to that. But our, our flagship releases, um, which will be uh, basically the five beers we'll have on all the time, we're inspired some, somewhere in, with music. So uh, we have some you know, album titles like Domestica from Cursive for our American Standard Ale, which will be kind of the the introduction to craft for for some people and we want to kind of push that into the music venues and and sponsorships with that um yeah. just a really light easy drinking beer uh 4.9 percent yeah. um still super solid and dear you our french saison so obviously jawbreaker album on that repeater from fugazi and uh hold steady actually isn't for the band hold steady but a hot water music lyric that kind of just jumped into my brain one day <laughs> So those will be those will be them, and then uh, we'll. Uh, our next release too is the Antidote IPA. Oh yeah, and the Antidote IPA, yeah. which is inspired after our good bud Chris Vogel and, and his uh, Gamut's album Antidote. Yeah. I saw him uh, the other night rocking a ratio hoodie, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Yeah. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Definitely a, a big supporter so far. He'll be at this bar a lot. Yeah. Um, once upon a time, I interviewed um, Bill from Scott Brewing. 
and I was asking him about the early days of starting Scott Brewing, and he was telling me a story about the reason they chose their location for their brewery is because it had a shower in it. <laughs> so when every, if everything hit rock bottom, if they lost everything into this brewery, they still had a place to sleep and shower. <laughs> That's a great but, idea. but with this place, it doesn't seem like you guys, uh, it doesn't seem like you guys are very afraid. Um, are, are you guys nervous about entering this highly competitive market or not? I mean, just sitting here talking to you guys, it, you guys seem like you're ready for everything. I don't know. No, I think I think it's more of a positive than a negative. Uh, we're definitely joining um, a community that has a couple of breweries around here, but it's also more of a destination neighborhood for that reason. Um, you know, people can come up here, go to Epic, go to our mutual friend, go to Black Shirt Brewing, and do like a little beer tour without having to drive their car all over the city and, and visit those breweries. Uh, so. In this building, like you were saying, the reason why, why Bill chose that for the shower was uh, this building was just incredible when we walked into it. It's, it's big enough for production. We have a nice tap room in the front. We have the side area that we can um, host uh, really sunny days and, and really expand out that way. So it was kind of too good to pass up. <laughs> and talking about confidence in that is, yeah, there's a confidence there, and, and at some level you just have to have an optimism and go for it. But some of that comes back from, you know, planning record labels and tours. You know when you've planned well um, and what you can do for planning, and then there's some that's out of your hands. There's always that unknown. So we absolutely have that. But we feel good, like you said, with five years of planning, of of what we can do uh, for planning and getting it ready and get the beers dialed, getting the place dialed in and um, ready. You feel good there, and then the yeah. rest is you got to let it ride a little bit. So that's just where you got to be optimistic and hope for the best, but that you've put in the planning that you can. So we we'll, we feel confident in like uh, now it's you know what happens will happen, but we've put in our best effort to get to this point, and that's where we can feel proud of for that for sure. Cool. And then the rest is it is what it is, as you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so so how does it feel to finally be able to walk into a place and see all that five years of planning? take take shape it's kind of unreal um it's we've seen this place just transform and from the demo to putting up walls and going oh is that where that's supposed to go and it all makes sense now so um seeing the pieces of the puzzle all just come together has been pretty awesome and now that we have beer on tap uh that was like the final the final piece and People have been liking the beer, so yeah, I'm I'm sipping on the uh, Hold Steady with Novo. It's delicious. Yeah, so we did that uh, little collab for a little opening day special beer. So put about 20% Novo coffee into the dark Scotch ale, which is the Hold Steady. Uh, lots of nice aroma, coffee aroma, and then a little bit of business at the end. <laughs> business at the end. Um, so you guys are <laughs> opening uh, Saturday, Valentine's Day. Um, I know you guys probably didn't plan on it being Valentine's Day, but, you know, coming coming forward, what else? I mean, what are you looking forward to when this, this place finally opens? I'm looking forward to all of our friends and family and, and real close supporters just being able to see what we've been talking about for the last five years. Uh, like you said, that Chuck Reagan show was quite a while yeah. ago. And so it's like, all right, guys, well, where's this brewery? So we're Wait. excited to get people walking through the door. And I'll be honest, like, I mean, I already said it, but it was like, ah, two more dudes opening up another brewery. I'm, I'm blown away. Like, this is way bigger than I ever would have imagined uh, any of this ever being. So we're hoping, and, Yeah, we're hoping that people see that brew house in the back through the glass doors and go, Oh yeah, these guys are serious. Yeah. They weren't just trying to start just something small. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm excited too, just like you were saying of it actually being open and people in actually enjoying the beers and hanging out. So I'm really excited for this Saturday and on. And then beyond that too is as the summer comes and because we have this awesome side yard that will we'll kind of continue to develop and start planting trees out there and everything too of just like anywhere i love a place to hang out with friends and have beer nice and then what's going to happen on the uh on saturday february 14th with the opening you guys open at noon hopefully a line down the block what, what's going to be happening here today yeah so we open at noon we'll have all the all the beers on uh, full staff ready to serve everyone, and then we'll have the pinche taco truck out front from noon to five, and then we'll have the basic needs pizza truck from five to whenever people stop eating pizza. So lots of food and lots of beer and lots of good times. Yeah, it's a shame these ceilings are so high you can't really have a band playing here because like even just us talking with the place empty, it's so echoey. But uh, it's a damn shame. But what do you what do you guys hope to partner and do with uh, further down the line with music as I knock over that empty glass? <laughs> uh, one idea is to with this four hundred uh, or four thousand five hundred square foot side area, maybe putting out a little stage out there, doing more of a, a lighter acoustic type thing, um, and then possibly some private stuff in the back. Um, you know, full band might get blown out, but hopefully with some some friends that will help us uh, get some noise. Uh, dampening in here we could make that happen yeah. and you guys are going to be looking to sponsor more like you guys are going to be sponsoring my my little live event we're doing this week um, what else are you guys looking to get into yeah I think music's a big focus um, yeah. a lot of these venues and that obviously we grew up through and playing and enjoying shows and beer such a great common connector of those yeah. so the we want to especially go after that music and sponsor those um, kind of special events they're doing. And if it's a matter of with beer or helping with banners or promotion, um, really going after that. And even through then other art scene and even like what you're doing, which is really cool, starting to mix this variety of the comedy scene that's building in Denver, different artists and like you said, of events they're doing and really getting in on, on that level of sponsorship. Yeah. Cool. And, um, what's your uh, favorite? I know they're all like all your children here, but, uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite beer on tap so far? I, um, well, yeah, I'm really proud of the ones we have out now. Right now I'm, I was really excited of the dear you, uh, French <laughs> Saison. Especially that uh, having a Saison year-round is kind of slightly uncommon. We went with American hops all the way through. So it's, it's such a nice, uh, easy drinker, um, but with a lot of complexity to the beer. So um, I'm really excited about it. I think it's uh, one people it will be cool to expose to, and hopefully they dig it too. Nice. Really liking the repeater right now. It's our extra pale ale. <clears throat> it uh, just bridges the gap nicely from a pale to an IPA. And... Uh, it was the first brew we actually brewed, yeah. so uh, just kind of special in that regard as well. Nice. Well, cool, guys. Um, so Saturday, February 14th, grand opening. What are the hours going to be like going forward? Uh, we're looking at during the week, so we're going to be closed Monday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday will be open from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., Friday, Saturday, uh, noon to midnight, and Sunday will be noon to nine or ten we're, cool. we're trying nine or we're trying ten now and uh we'll see what the crowd's like nice sunday's cool. a little slow cool uh anything else you want to talk about before i let you guys get back to finishing things oh back to actually working yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
No, we're excited for uh, your show on this Thursday and ex exactly excited about um, helping with events like that that we want to be part of. Nice. So excited to be working with you and um, and then hope to see a bunch of people on Saturday. Maybe we, maybe we can do like a mostly harmless ale down the line, like something uh, sweet and spicy all at the same time. We did talk about we are we haven't moved it in yet, but we have a pilot system, a one barrel pilot system. And that is where we can do some fun, um, where we don't have to do a huge 20-barrel batch for uh, special events. Um, we'll do some taproom only, but also for special events. So, oh. actually, that could be in the works. Let's, let's talk about that once I hit stop here. Well, all right, guys. <laughs> well, uh, February 14th, Saturday, noon, ratio 29-20 Larimer Street, Rhino District. I'm excited for you guys. I can't wait for everything. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks dude. Man. Yeah, buddies. Woo. Well, all right, Jason, Zach, again, I am so excited for you guys. I can't believe how far this has come and what you guys have been able to accomplish. And really, I'm just blown away because, again, whenever one of my buddies is just like, hey, I wanna, oh, I'm going to go start this business, usually it's not as big and as epic as you guys have planned. Um, and, and I'm really proud of you, and I expect nothing but great things in the future. Uh, a thousand percent of my endorsement. I know that doesn't matter much, but, you know, I, I believe in you guys. And uh, I think it's going to be super fantastic, super swell, and just really just a fantastic addition to the not only the Denver beer scene, but the Denver music scene, because these guys are going to be coming out, and they're going to be uh, promoting the hell out of Denver music. Uh, on my bike ride home from Ratio Beer Works, I'm on the Cherry Creek Trail, cruising along some giant six foot five six foot six bearded gentleman steps out in front of me, and he's got a Ratio Beer Works hat, and this place hasn't even opened yet, so good sign can't wait uh please come check out um their brewery grand opening saturday february 14th valentine's day 2920 larimer street in denver colorado and uh if you feel like sampling a little bit of their wares before it go hits the public come check us out uh thursday february 12th at mutiny information cafe with ian douglas terry zach kinsella and sleeping weather and our punk rock talk show variety hour thing Actually, that's a really good tagline I just created. Oh, man, I wish I'd done that earlier. Uh, so now we're going to check in with the Dirty Few. Dirty Few are about to put out what is going to be uh, probably the best uh, record from Denver, out of Denver of the year. I, I was... I tell these guys in the interview, I w I'm just blown away at how great it is. And that's a testament to Chris Bogle and the gang at Black and Bloom Records. But not just him, but to the Dirty Few themselves. They've come a long way, and uh, they're about to make a gigantic impact on not only the Denver scene, but just on the national music scene at large. Um, I, I'm a little embarrassed by this interview because I had worked an eight-hour day. Um, I'd stayed up all night the night before, you know, working on stuff. We've been really busy around here. And uh, so I'm really tired at the beginning of this interview. And to compensate, I drink too much coffee, as I usually do. And in this interview, I talk way too fucking much. I apologize. Listeners, I know. I just I wanted to go in and edit myself out, but because of the music playing in the background and whatnot, it was really I, – I couldn't edit out my dumbass talking. And I'm already talking too much as it is. So Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. Um, but the Dirty Few, such a great band. Um, luckily for me, I got a chance to do a second interview with them. Um, for a major magazine national publication that should be hitting the internet next week. Um, that's all I'm going to tell you about it is that uh, there's a way better – not to take away from this interview. This is a great, fun interview. We get to tell a lot of stories from the band, um, and I'm really stoked that we did it because it led into a even more fun 
Like, like this is like, uh, we'll give this a 7.5 on me. These guys, they get a 10. And then later on, the interview that comes out next week is going to be like a 12. Like, we're just going to be hitting the ground running. I really believe in this. Speaking to people I believe in, I believe in the Dirty Pew. I believe in this next record. And I think we're going to see these guys just, like, hit stardom here soon. And uh, Ratio, Beerworks, Dirty Pew, they're, both of them are going to hit the scene and hit the scene hard. And I'm really proud of that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play a track off the Dirty Fuse uh, newest record. Uh, I didn't I did want to play a you know something a little uh, newer uh, but because of what's happening next week I don't want to steal any thunder from that. Uh, so uh, this song's already been re- re-released. It's already um, been put out there on the internet and it is uh, let's let's see. The record is Party or Don't. Their record release party is February 19th and 20th at the High Dive with a fuck ton of other great bands. Um, This is a song called Been Drinking, which is very fitting because I've been drinking today. So let's listen to Been Drinking off Party or Don't right coming out soon, February 19th. Dirty Few. Let's listen. Let's rock.
the Horseshoe Lounge with the Dirty Few or a few of the Dirty Few. So you guys, uh, fill in, you guys have a fill-in bass player for these upcoming shows? Uh, we, Leo from Warhawk. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Where's your real bass player? Uh, Justin Forrest has been on the last two records. Uh, He's on the Brian, Brian Beer from uh, Bud Bronson fills in when Justin can't. I don't really have a set bass player. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, Leo's coming with us for the February March tour. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so a lot of the store, the show is just storytelling. Just us get around. Like I talked to Scooter James last week, and the dude wouldn't shut up. So if you guys could help me, not no. I mean that guy. I would just be like, hey man, so tell me. He would ramble on for an hour. It was great. <laughs> Made it easy. Um, but no. So you two are twin brothers. I often see one, I, sitting in front of you, I can tell the difference, but like walking around South Broadway, I'm always like, which one is that one? And I will stare intently and smile really awkwardly, and I can tell if it's you, it's Seth, or Spencer, because Seth will acknowledge me and be like, hey, what's going on? And you just look at me like, why is this weirdo creep smiling at me? Uh, it's a common misconception yeah. that they're twin brothers. They're actually um, half cousins, oh, twice nice. removed. Uh, identical cousins, all the way. Yeah, I mean they're just <laughs> families apart. Uh, who's older? Said this by three minutes. Three whole minutes. Do you lord over him often? Do I what? Lord over him with your whole three minutes of uh, uh, every day. <laughs> nice. Band dad. <laughs> um. Kim? Yes. Sorry, I forgot your oh, name just that okay. quickly. I'm an asshole. Um, you're the singer, tambourine player, hustler, yes. hype man. General badassery. You're kind maybe. of the yeah. You're kind of like the flavor flavor of the band. Yeah. Except <laughs> I, mean, I don't have as many costume changes as he does. And better teeth. And better teeth. Um, but I don't know. Maybe the way Flav presents himself on stage yeah. might just be as politically charged. Once a riot fest, actually, um, when Public Enemy played, um, he went on this whole tangent of about like he was telling the story about Michael Jackson, and I forgot all the details, but he just made it. He just strayed it away from Michael Jackson's death to making it all about himself. <laughs> Flav, bless his heart, he has the biggest head in the game. <laughs> but, yeah, that was funny. And in a, like, in a, I don't know, 40-minute set or something, he had, like, three outfit changes. <laughs> it was wild. That's what dude, we need to start doing. Dude's huge. I know, we need to start doing outfit changes. I only have asked to watch their set at Riot Fest. Like, it was like, okay, this is cool, there's way too many damn people. Um... So, so, is this the first like musical project you've been involved in? What else have you been involved um, in? Well, Dirty Few is probably the first rock and roll one, um, like amongst my peers. I used to play in a band with my dad when I was younger. Uh, I just sang, and it was like a Cambodian rock and roll band. He's a drummer. He plays a mean electronic kit. <laughs> But he's Turn yeah. it up to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I'm I'm in like a I feature vocals on some other projects. 
um, I have this like electronic soul thing going on right now. What's that? Um, it's called Last of Us. It's like we have an EP coming out soon, hopefully before we leave on tour. And um, I'm really stoked about it. It's so different from anything else that I've ever done, and I get to sing pretty, so. That's cool. <laughs> it's it, you know I've been in Denver for a year and a half now. I lived in the Springs for twelve years, and in the Springs, even though it's the second largest city in Colorado, the music scene is just big. It's yeah. so tiny. You know everybody and everything they do. You've seen every one of their bands and side projects. So like even in the year and a half being here and going to as many shows, there's so much I still miss out on. Have no idea of any yeah. of this stuff. Um, hopefully we'll start playing shows soon. Cool. But in the meantime, you can catch all of their side projects all 900 of them <laughs> so, how many you guys are in what five bands right now he's in five and i'm in four okay he plays in zebra it's not how did you lose that that battle <laughs> there's no battle <laughs> he just parties harder i guess i'm a victor you do party damn hard we'll get to that <laughs> it's so hard to find such a badass drummer in this town. Really, any town, really. Because <laughs> um, everybody wants to play guitar. Yeah. Be the yeah. front man. I was a bass player. My dad was like, nobody plays bass, here you go. But really, I wanted to be the drummer. But they didn't want that much noise in my house growing up. So. Yeah. And I could barely play bass because I was more interested in drums. Yeah, me too. My dad yeah. tried to get me to play guitar. And I've picked it up and I fiddle with it here and there, but I am more interested in drums, even though I'm not the best at drums yeah. either. But tambourine is a very close second. <laughs> uh, so, how did you two gentlemen start playing music? There's, like, I read a little bit in a Westward interview about how you guys, at least how you picked up drums. But when did you guys first pick up that first musical instrument? I always got like guitars for Christmas when we were like eight, nine, and then oh, yeah, we did battle to play drums, and then he won that battle. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you guys now? Uh, Twenty-six. Twenty-six. You guys look nineteen. I'm envious of you too. And I, how old are you? If you don't mind me. Twenty-five. Jeez, you guys are so oh, I, I mean. Fresh 18. All oh, that party, you know, <laughs> you, you hear partying is bad for your health. You guys look so young. It's, and I'm, I'm a, other than drinking, you know, I'm, yeah. I look old as shit. What the fuck? I'm doing you're it wrong. always the baby faces. Yeah. I read this article that um, people with a very happy demeanor um, tend to live longer, but they also tend to drink and smoke more, so. <laughs> Their life span is just about the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that is one thing I like about you guys and, and, and all of you guys. The whole band is there doesn't seem to be a sinister bone in you guys' body. <clears throat> you guys look so sweet and innocent, even when you're playing and partying hard. It just looks like <laughs> I, even, I, I mean I have that written down right here, like how sweet you guys are. And, uh, uh, but still, so you guys went to military school. Did yeah. I get that right? How did you guys get sent to military school? Uh, I got caught smoking weed when I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> it's a voluntary thing. Like I got to get out of high school and get my GED when I was 16. I was like, sign me up. It's only six months, and then he started skipping school to play Halo. Yeah. <laughs> that's when Halo was all big. I was badass. Yeah. And that's where you get, you guys found the drum set. 
was at military school or was yeah, already he started playing in this band while I was in military school playing drums um, but they really wanted a second guitar player so when I graduated I bought a drum set with my graduation money and he switched back to guitar and that's when I really so started was playing drums so the six months my little brother did the six month thing in uh, Louisiana he went to some military school got out is that YCT? Probably, I don't remember now. It's been so long. Did you guys go to military school in Louisiana? Yeah. Yep. Oh, it, like in Monroe, M- West Minden. Minden, yeah, yeah, Minden. Yeah. yeah. I well, I grew up in Shreveport. Oh yeah. So my, <laughs> that's that's where my brother went to. Hell, shit! If you guys are twenty six, you, I doubt you know we my went brother. Oh five. Oh five. Oh six. Yeah, we grew up in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I fucking didn't know that. Yeah. Jesus Christ! And then we moved to Nashville when we were eighteen. Yeah. That's when we really started playing music. Yeah. We're actually playing Shreveport on this tour. Awesome. Um, remind me and I'll send buddies out. Yeah, we, um, we've never played there before. So. It's a, you know, it's Shreveport. My friends listen, they're like, why do you talk so much shit? And I'm like, well, because your town sucks, dude. There's <laughs> a reason I left. There. I, just yeah, I think I've only like eaten food there. Hey, casinos. Nah. Nah. <laughs> wow, it's a military school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, Just that's... like on the way or whatever. Oh, I thought you meant that's why people go there. Is... Oh, no, uh, no, no, no. Anyway, so you guys grew up in Lake Charles. There was some cool, uh, there was a VFW hall I used to go see shows at. Yeah, on the Crean yeah. like, Lake. I forgot what they called yeah, it. Yeah, it's like on the lake. God, right it's there. been so yeah, long. We, played there. About that. we saw some good shows there. Yeah. We saw so many dynamos from St. Louis. Yeah. They were red. I don't know. Dude. I, I can't even remember. I, I, went, I can't remember. Uh, I lived with this punk rock band called The Picks that uh, me and me and Scooter talked a lot about because Pinhead toured with them. And I think he has a story about Lake Charles, too. Um, but then they ended up being a band called Antarctica versus the world for a few years. Whatnot. <coughs> anyway. Well, have you ever no, been to me. Shaky Grounds? No. I no. haven't been down south. In, that was old. That was like when I was a kid. No. Well, see, in Shreveport, we... It was easier to drive two and a half hours to Dallas than it was down south, so we would yeah. just wait for the bands to come through Dallas or Houston. Yeah, we um, always had to drive to Houston to go to like Warp Tour, we yeah. saw the Aquabats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, <laughs> man, we have even more in common than I thought. I didn't know that. <laughs> By that, my research. And where are you from? I'm from Long Beach, California. Oh, nice. I've uh, lived in Denver for almost 10 years. Um, and I met these guys when they first moved to Colorado. Um, Spencer was working at Jimmy John's at the time. And um, I don't know, he asked me to hang out one night. I think he was just trying to get it in or something. I was trying to get it in. Yeah. So, <laughs> Still yeah, haven't accomplished my goal five years later. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started hanging out with these guys and just partying with them and um, when they started Knife Fight, I just went and hung out, did merch and then eventually just nosed my way in. (laughs) Got drunk and played drums with Seth at the same time and it was magic. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she came on our first tour as Merch Girl and then 
didn't do merch at all, really. Just partied. <laughs> and then, I, I was a merch guy Since you didn't like do that. merch, we still let her come on tour with us and just play tambourine. That's how that started. <laughs> Turns out they needed more hype, even though they were just hype enough already. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about... Uh, so you guys moved to Nashville. Why Nashville? Oh. We were born there. Okay. We, we moved to... Louisiana when we were five yeah. we uh, we have like a bunch of step family up there and our our uncle TJ uh, had like a condo that he owned or something like that and uh, my dad bought our first month's rent and was like go to Nashville get out get, of my hair yeah pretty much <laughs> Uh, our original plan was to go to audio engineering school up there. Oh, I knew people that did that too. But, uh, S-I-A or something? Yeah, or? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I can't handle sitting at a computer. And Even though you do it that. all the time Going now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hate school. Hate reading. Books are for nerds. Oh, we were actually going to school at the time when we were 17 and... After Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Rita hit like Charles and destroyed our school. Yeah, our school is. So we were just working and doing nothing really. Yeah. And my dad got us that house and just took off. And playing music this whole time, were you in bands and like yeah. Charles? Yeah. Yep. We were in a band and then we really wasn't doing yeah. anything now. It's like indie rock stuff and then. Any idea how many bands you've been in? Have you ever like written it down? Oh. Yeah. Too many. <laughs> Uh, I forgot uh, about Agent Alfie. We had a first band, like a really. A punk, punk band where I played bass. Yeah, he didn't know how to play chords. So I just show him what to play. Okay. And just play. That's that's how I started bass. <laughs> that's, let's be honest. That's still how I play bass. It's like you playing over there. Okay. Um, well, and that's what we did in Nashville too. Because we like we just went to the mall and we're like looking for people that look cool. And we're like, hey, do you play bass? And, after asking like 20 people this one dude was like I don't my friend does and then that didn't go too far at all <laughs> and then we found a drummer that wanted to play with us but he was playing drums so I again I would just show him how to play bass well then I learned all the chords <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then they I moved know, to Denver a... and changed the Denver scene forever yeah. Yeah, but, we were in a twin band here we were in a yeah, uh, cross dressing the uh, cross dressing band Dude babes. Oh, dude babes. Yeah, I, I missed that. I missed out on a lot of you guys' bands living in the springs for so long. Um, I think awesome. I think I saw you guys a couple times in the springs. Maybe I don't remember. We've only played there like twice. We played the Zodiac and the Triple Nickel. I used to work at the Triple Nickel. So like, I oh, dude, I think you were actually there. It was uh, uh, Conjugal Visits and Gucci Boys. Yeah, that was our first uh, out of town show. I think. Or, wow. So, why why Denver? How did you guys choose Denver? Like, just luck? Um, this is a, such a long story. <laughs> uh, me and Seth weren't really doing anything in Nashville. Like, we played a lot, but never really, like, found our sound and didn't do anything really. And then we played our last shows at the end. And we really didn't know how to book shows or what the... We yeah. didn't know what we were doing yet. Yeah. Do you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Our last shows, me and Seth were a two-piece, and it was us and the sound guy. And right before we did that, it was very embarrassing. We went across the street to Cafe Coco and just ate food. And he's like, "Dude, I'm moving to Germany because he was dating this like 
foreign exchange student chick. I get it. <laughs> so he was moving to Berlin, and me and my girlfriend were moving to Denver. So, and by the time that I did the Denver thing, I already broke up with this said girl and came back, and he hasn't even left yet. And then he left, and then me and my you friend... made it to Berlin? Mm-hmm. Oh, congrats. Yeah. yeah, he lived there for like six months, and then I moved back to Denver again for another girl <laughs> that I met while I was there. And then... And they broke up. Then he met me in Denver when he broke up with his chick in Berlin, and then we broke up. So we met in Denver, did a trip down south, you know, hang out with family and stuff, went back to Nashville... And that's when we started playing like rock and, rock roll. and roll. Yeah, we were like, we know what to do now. <laughs> yeah. We started playing house so, shows. Yeah, we actually we, lived downtown. We lived in the super ghetto for one month, and it was like scary. And, and we it, never signed a lease, so we this found, is Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the last nine months in Nashville, <laughs> and uh, so we did. We never signed a lease, so we found a house in downtown Nashville, a three bedroom, perfect location, for eight fifty a month. It was grab. That's when we started throwing house shows. Actually, David Dondero. Yeah, I know David. He uh, played uh, Hot Dog the other night. I didn't go. But any- <laughs> He's my buddy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he uh, had a show that got canceled in Nashville, and he was friends with our neighbor. He's like, hey, can you please go- Can you please throw like a last-minute house show for my friend this weekend? We were like, sure. We had this band called Hello Buffalo. And uh, we did that, and then Caitlin Rose, which is now this pretty popular thing, and uh, and like a house show, we like threw around like a last minute donation bucket, made like what thirty bucks or whatever, and he was absolutely pissed. Grabbed all this stuff, stormed off, was like. All right, dude. Did he take the money? Yeah, he took the money. Well, we're giving it all to him, but he just mad we couldn't get him more money. Yeah, he wanted more money. Yeah. <coughs> he's a guy who's toured like against me. And yeah. He's done some giant tours, but yeah, he's, he's just never. His pipe bomb. Yeah. He's just never broke. He's like the uh, musician's musician. But it's like, come on, man. Last minute house show. Yeah. yeah. 30 bucks is awesome. That's more than you were going to get. Yeah. Had a place to stay for free, probably. Oh, yeah. well, he stormed off. He could have yeah. stayed at our house. Yeah. I would have let him sleep in my bed. <laughs> would you have slept with him? Sure. Yeah. Was that that same house that when we went back to Nashville, we went to go see? It was demolished. And it was demolished. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> we kind of right after get our deposit back on that house. <laughs> that was right after we uh, pulled the, the fuel pump out of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the classic oh, driver yeah, car away. Because yeah. this, um, that last tour, we um, we were driving to, where was it? We were going to Casey Mill, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. And broke down two, or yeah, like two miles before the Colorado border into... Kansas? Yeah, we stopped to let the van try to not overheat at the you're leaving yeah. Colorado sign or yeah. whatever. And oh my god, that was so fucking frightening because I drove and it was just no, it was just gonna overheat and die. So we're doing like 20 miles an hour on the highway. Spencer's yelling at me. I'm like, I'm absolutely terrified vehicles. Can't go any faster. Uh, just so, looking behind, just like checking, and an 18 wheelers just going past us super fast. Yeah, it was really fucking frightening. That was the but, scariest 
But it was, you know, at least it, it was still daylight out, so Trust could see us, but obviously we're going way too slow to be on the highway. And it was going to be another, like, fucking five miles until the next exit. So we have to stop every, like, few times in between to pull over and let it rest before we could even start to drive at 10 miles an hour again. And finally, we hit the side road, and we're going, we're cruising, shit dies. And by the good graces of a nice fireman in Goodland, Kansas, he got, yeah, he... Do you remember his name? I don't remember his name, but he he was... like this country farm boy that was into Bone Thugs and Harmony, and we got along really well. But yeah, we ended up staying at this um, at this mechanic shop for like nine hours, and they missed let us. Missed our first show. Yeah, dropped seven hundred dollars. Yeah, but they did let us like the dude who owned the shop. He and his wife let us borrow their PT Cruiser. They had flames. That had flame decals on it, so we drove it around town. It was really cold and we went to the skate park there was ice everywhere and yeah so nine hours later the van uh the van's fixed and we blow through kansas city and decide that and the mechanic told us not to continue on the tour and go home yeah he said the van yeah. was the was, worst condition that it, it was not gonna in. make it but we, we went anyway it was like yeah. rusted i get some beers you want a beer yeah sure if they have pictures <laughs> yeah, here, uh, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> whose who's van was this? Uh, we had, we borrowed a van. It's a long story short, we were supposed to go with another van. I'm not going to talk about it. But uh, last minute, we had to borrow a van from uh, Zebroids. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe they knew something that we didn't know, but they let us take it anyway, and... So what was it? Seven hundred, nine hundred dollars? Seven hundred. To just to get it back on the road again, we decide to just go straight to fucking Nashville. Yeah, and so we we have no money. So we go past the Tennessee border with a full tank of gas, a fresh pack of beer, four packs of smokes, and twelve dollars between all of us. <laughs> yep. Between all of us. And we had another dude with us who was just gonna help us drive and everything. But um, that first night, we play at Springwater, and there was nobody there. But um, we made like ten dollars. We made ten dollars that night, and while we were like going through the merch at the end of the show, we opened up our um, merch box and found a hundred and eighty dollars in there, <laughs> and we, yeah, that we didn't know we had. That box hadn't been opened like four months prior. <laughs> And um, we were so excited, so excited that through the next day, we filled up the gas and got another fresh pack of beer, and Seth drove off with the, with the gas nozzle still, in, still in the van, and that was, he just slowly took it out, and we... What, what did you do with it? Did you put I it next took to it the out, set it on the ground, and took off, <laughs> like an adult. <laughs> I mean, those things are meant to, like... Yeah, they have definitely have the safety. Release. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And so this is the all the first tour. No. This is the, oh, this the, the most recent one. Oh, this one. last yeah. one? Yeah. That's yeah. what this was? Okay, well, like, sorry, I missed that. We, we went to South By this year, or last year, too. Right? Yeah. yeah. We took Justin's van. 
Um, but yeah, that was our like real tour yeah. last year. But this one with the broken uh, gas. Yeah, the gas nozzle was. Uh, when was that? Was that last? Sub- Last January. Last January, so, so a year. Still ago. Yeah. Damn. And then yeah, after South by, we spent all of our money on this new record, and uh, and saving up to get a van. We got, we finally got a new van, and that's why we booked this tour. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so we're super excited about that, and and super broke. And super broke again, and hopefully sure. everybody comes to the show so they can support us. It's two night stand, right? Oh yeah, our album releases two nights for sure. Uh, I know that's. I know that's usually. Did Ben come to you guys and be like two nights, or are you guys like? No, you I gotta did, make I as did. much fucking money. I said that, yeah, because like, I was like, I know we'll probably like come close or sell out one night. And I was like, why not? We can just make two because like some people rather go on Thursdays than Friday, and then. Yeah, just so we can hang out with all of our friends yeah. before we go for... Sell the most records, make the most money. Yeah. Um, it's a damn good record, too. I uh, I listened to it yesterday for the first time. You sent it to me, what? I listened to it yesterday for the first time, and um, it, it's a backhanded compliment, I know, but I was like, holy fuck. What it, I wrote it down. I, I wrote my actual thoughts. <laughs> um, this is really, really... Well, I guess what struck me the most about it was like, I, I knew it would be all right. I, I thought it would be good. I've seen you guys live a few times. But what struck me about it was how fucking good it was. Like, holy fucking shit. Those drunk party dudes could really fucking play. And like, not not, not to take away from the last record, um, Get Loose, but you know, holy shit, you guys have stepped it up to a whole new level with this. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to be damn good for you guys. And, Thank you. Uh, I, it sounds like I'm pandering, but I was like, holy... That, I was telling you earlier, I was up way too late last night because I kept listening to the record over and over again. And I'm drinking beers by myself. I'm like, fuck, this is so good. Are you drinking That's alone? That's what it was for. Yeah, of course I'm I was drinking, drinking alone. alone. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one song's for you, Val. <laughs> um, Shouts to Black and Bloom for dude. killing it. Yeah. So so working with Bogle and uh, did Dan work on this record too? Or who, who worked on it? Uh, just Vogel. Just Vogel? Yeah. So, uh, Dan just shows up and drinks beers with us and nice. drinks our beer and leaves. <laughs> yeah. I know Dan through that, but I have no idea what he does. <laughs> he, like, runs the other side of it. Oh, okay. The practice spaces and cool. stuff. Mm. Nice. I, I, I love the dude. I see him around. We're always recording. Yeah, I never have any idea what he does. I think Vogel just does all the music stuff on cool. stuff, all the recording part of it. So what do you learn going into... You recorded your first, the last record with him, too? Yeah. So so what changed in between the two records? Uh, nothing really. We, I mean, we were really nervous how these songs were going to turn out, so we wrote them like a week before we went in there. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> we were really... I, I wanted to set a deadline this time to write songs because we were, we were touring too much and like losing money and losing bands. And then when we finally stopped, I was like, let's set a deadline so we actually go in and practice and write new songs. And then partying was involved. Yeah, uh, yeah just, partying just was involved. <laughs> but yeah, like we had most of the songs, but we wrote like two or three of them like a week before we went in. Oh, not much changed, really. This is the recording process goes, but. Just more shows, more time together, more. I guess uh, yeah. it up. Yeah. more tours. Well, and like 
we were more comfortable with Fogel for sure. Yeah. I think it helps. And he knew exactly what we wanted this time. Yeah. And then they're putting out, he's putting this out on like his own imprint yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, Black and Blue Music. Yeah, we're kind of like, I don't know what he's released before. I know he's released two different other things. But, yeah, uh, I, I looked. I couldn't figure it out either. Um, this is kind of like a, a tester for them, I think. If it goes well, then they're going to continue to do some more um, local bands. Nice. I hope so. Um, how did you guys... So, like, when I first moved to Denver, I was living with the sound guy from Three Kings, one of the sound guys. I need a ringer. Does anyone want to play the Ooh, inopportune time, my friend. Damn it. Anyone over here? No. All right, see you guys. Let <laughs> me. So I was living with the sound guy from Three Kings. He's helping me move into his apartment. And uh, he was talking about something to somebody else about, I think it was you peeing on stage at Three Kings or something uh, in like a bottle during the middle of your set that would be a high dive okay <laughs> two years ago <laughs> at UMS yeah but it, it was and, and I threw up as well a lot of P word stuff on yeah. stage no like I usually <laughs> throw up on stage but every once in a while I'll do the combo or I throw yeah. up and pee on stage oh. <laughs> did it once in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and they wouldn't let me have another beer after that. I was pissed. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, he, like, made everybody down there puke that night. It was just I, I us, imagine. so well, okay. <laughs> that's everybody. Well, I, I remember after you guys played at the Mean Jeans, Kevin Gooley show, you two were vomiting in the bucket, which I'm sure that bucket is there because of your band. <laughs> And I'm just like, <laughs> it, 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 it was, and everybody is just like, oh, this is such a common occurrence. But even I'm like, oh man, oh. we never oh, puke go. at the same time. So that was pretty cool. It seemed like, yeah, you guys were puking at the same time, then, right? We're yeah. pretty close to it. Yeah. Do you try to puke on stage? Is that kind of like no, a absolutely not. Thing? I hate it. Yeah. yeah. I guess our only real national recognition as a band has been from the last South by. That we were at, and some dude. I watched it last night. The video on YouTube. Drummer puking. <laughs> yeah, did you read the While article? At the oh, same I didn't time. see it, the article. I just yeah. saw the video. Yeah, it was like there was like a little write up about it. It's pretty good. I like, I like what this says. Yeah. It said nothing about us as a band. Just how talented <laughs> our <laughs> Seth is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like people will like come up to me and like, oh, you're the drummer who puked at South by. Like, yeah. That was, but so even even amidst all the partying, do you guys take this band seriously, or is it just kind of? It, it feels that way when you guys play, but is it to, to you serious, or is it <coughs> big party? This, I mean, uh, shit. If we could go on at least. This is one. what I've been trying to do since I was nine years old. So. Yeah. If we can uh, hit at least one yeah. hat, like God, international this tour, is, this is that serious. would be fucking rad. Like yeah. dreams come true. I've dumped probably like six to ten grand in this band since we started. So. Jesus. <laughs> um. And this is the main band of all your bands. Yeah, right? for yeah. sure. You, you guys were like, what, the best band of Denver in 2013? <coughs> mm-hmm. fucking... And you guys are just a party band. You throw up on stage. That was great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's kind of the perfect... Well, like, the thing that, the thing about our shows is that when you go, you know it's going to be rowdy and a good yeah. time compared to, like, other shows where, like... Like, even when there's only, like, 25 people there, there's 25 people there, like, going absolutely yeah. nuts most of the time. We want to bring the fun out of 
everyone. And yeah, yeah even if there's no one there, it's, and, it's still going to be the same. And we're energy. starting to bring more bands here too. Yeah. Well, uh, did you guys put on that Mean Gene show? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there you go. That was fucking incredible. That's all anybody was talking about. Yeah. That, was, that went so perfect. Yeah, that's a good show. Um, yeah, we've been wanting to play with Mean Jeans like, for like two years now. And they, like, a year ago they were on tour with Audacity. And they were together all the way down to Florida. And they came back and split up and Audacity came to Denver. And Mean Jeans went right around Denver. That was their first time in Denver this past year. Yeah. yeah. And, and you guys made that happen. Like, that's... Like, I used to book shows, and that's a pretty fucking, like... What was it like being like, fuck yeah, I've made this happen. You know? <laughs> it's pretty rad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. People actually showed up. Yeah. I mean, like, for the week leading up to it, that's all anybody talked about. Um, so it, so you guys have built this reputation as a good, good time party band. You do take it seriously. Um, what is it like to be given the recognition that you so, you so deserve? You know? How could you not be stoked? Yeah, right? You know? I, mean, I, I just can't imagine because I've never gotten that kind of recognition. I'm like, what would I do? Not that I've done anything worth the recognition, you know? I mean... We just party about it, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just keep celebrating by drinking more. Yeah, was it? <laughs> well, I made an official, like, booking thing now. It's called Party or Don't Booking. That's kind of where we got the name of the new record from. But, uh... Yeah, that was the actual first official Party or Don't booking show. And then Jim uh, Shorts from Providence, Rhode Island. We just did a show trade with them. So they're coming out here for the first time uh, April 2nd. That's going to be like the probably the second official Party or Don't yeah. show. Um, That's going to be our homecoming show, by the way. Yeah. And what I like is, you know, you guys do have, having seen you guys, like, you guys can easily do, well, I don't know about your bodies, can you guys do two nights in a row in Denver? Yeah. Like, I get on Every tour. Every tour. Yeah. yeah. For the, yeah. <laughs> but in your hometown. I go hometown. crazier on tour. Really? <laughs> no, for the high dive anniversary party, the last one in, like, November, I played all four nights. Played Rip Rats, played three, Dirty yeah. Few, Dude Babes, and Zebras. Jesus I wish I could do it. I, I don't know how you do it. How do you do it? Uh, I mean, this is what I was born to do. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Do I don't know what to tell you. This is all I know how to do. There's no secret, like, water. No, you just see. gotta be born into it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he's just in my own life. And yeah. just to drinking. They don't even smoke weed. <coughs> awesome. You live in Denver. Why do you? Li- I, I smoke mean- weed sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you want to go. No, it was sleep? really funny because we smoked weed a bunch until we moved here, and then like. Yeah, that's why I got so much trouble as a kid. Now I don't want to smoke anymore. I can legally. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you guys happy? I mean, like, do you guys think you could have done what you've done here? In Nashville? Yeah, I think we would have already been blown up by now if we would have stayed in Nashville. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. There's a lot more comp- competition We, we started playing when Turbo Fruits and Natural Child and Meemaw and Pujol and, like, all those bands are all signed and touring all the time. And, and they come here and play with us and they're like, you guys are awesome. We love playing with you. And then we hit them up going to Nashville and they don't help us out at all. <laughs> Even a uh, bird cloud, uh, but and that is the music capital, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We just, anyway. We just hooked up Burkhot super hard in Fort Collins, like, last minute, and got them $300. And I just hit them up to help me out in Nashville, and they didn't even respond to me. You trying to start a so bunch of Nashville band beefs yeah, over here? Yeah, so Do you really think that if you guys didn't move here, it wouldn't have turned out the same? I guess it's... Thanks for picking up my slack. Yeah. yeah I mean, hard. really. It's hard to say, but... I, no, I, I think we're all great out there. It's huge Yeah, awesome. it is huge, but I don't but think you guys would We built something awesome out here. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, I don't think the same, like, songs would have come out if you guys stayed in Nashville. Well, that song 21 was the first song we wrote. It was in Nashville in the kitchen. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I'm just... I'm asking questions now. Oh, please. Keep it going. Makes it easier for no, me. Uh, unlike him, I don't regret, regret coming here. I didn't say I regret it. At all. <laughs> unlike him or Kim? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do you ever see that girlfriend that you moved out here with the first time? No, definitely not. Yeah. Does she still live here? Or Danielle? No, the other one. Cat? Oh. No, I actually think she lives in uh, Colorado Springs. Oh, well. She got a kid and all that jazz. Oh, nice. I probably know her. Yeah. Whoa. So that Not that one. No, I don't know. Yeah. There was only one. No, this is yeah. before I moved here the third time. Uh. God. <laughs> Three times. You ever think about moving anywhere else? Uh, either back to Nashville or Austin, but probably not. Yeah. Denver is our home now. Yeah. What, what what I like about you guys is you guys you stand out in the sea of like, you know, not to talk too much shit about the other guys. You guys don't have a mandolin or acoustic guitars, you guys just fucking rock harder than most of the other bands. With the exception of what, Zeroids, maybe, which you are in. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anybody that rocks harder than you guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bud Bronson, the good times. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though. They're our, our favorite friends. <coughs> yeah. so. Tom Collins is always super party and really great, too. <laughs> So yeah, we have a good party scene going here now, and you guys yeah, are like there's party band scene. Yeah, my, my sure. favorite band right now to see all the time is Spells. Yeah, oh my god. The, so they're going to have a good year this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're playing at South by 2, entry for it. I think Ben, ben Roy's spirit is going to have a good year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like his new TV show and his band. Yeah, yeah. just uh, everything that he's doing. I jokingly came up with this question last night, and right now it seems like the perfect time to use it. If there was a band in Denver that you could like just fucking fist fight, who would it be? Oh, I... Rowdy Shadehouse. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Put that one down. Yeah, for sure. that, that wouldn't be a good one because we already arm wrestled all of them. Yeah, okay. all of them. Even so, you beat one of them. Yeah, like the, <laughs> so back in September, we participated in that American Bandstand Gladiator thing. Which, when it first came out to us, it was like a battle of the bands, but... And we're like, no, we're not in high school, we don't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> but then we heard that it was like a triathlon of sorts, you know, um, van packing, uh, hotel trashing and shit like that, and... And free beer. And free that's beer the, oh, all man. day long. That's 11, what sold that's the main 11 bands, free beer, beer all day long. <laughs> and so when we got there... It just so happened that we just needed to, we just needed some fuel, so we picked out a band to have some fake beef with. And well, it's not fake at all. It's not fake, <laughs> yeah, it's not fake at all, because we ended up... You're that Rowdy Shade House? <laughs> we ended up, like, going head-to-head with these guys all day long, somehow, who, you know, they're supposed to be, like, 
the biggest party band in Denver or something, but we showed them. <laughs> anyway, we kicked their asses. <laughs> we pretty much won because we got completely naked. Yeah. Yeah. While arm wrestling. <laughs> but those guys can smoke weed. They smoke a shit ton of weed. <laughs> That's where they got most of their points, but we got style. And... I smoked weed that day. <laughs> yeah, you did. Both of you did. Jesus. That was, yeah, that I was great. Points. But anyway, we won the whole thing. And Rowdy Shea House got second? No, they got third. Or they got third. Rubido. Rubedo. Rubedo? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, was it those dudes that work out a bunch? Mm. Epilogues? <laughs> do they work out? Wait, well, they... Nate's pretty hot. They looked... <laughs> they were, like, ready to do CrossFit. That's what they came dressed up as. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about the new record just a little bit more before I let you guys let you guys go um the new record it comes out february 19th and 20th it's a high dive you guys are gonna tour like fucking crazy uh one of my favorite tracks on the record is what you getting fired via voicemail uh, i'd rather yeah. tour yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what job did you get fired from? it was jimmy john's jimmy john's yeah. awesome yeah we were that there was for about five for that almost was, the whole time i lived in denver that was when we broke down we were in san no we we broke down san antonio, san antonio finally got it fixed we got a hotel in el paso and that's when we decided our van can't go anymore, and we canceled our West Coast tour, and woke up to that voicemail. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Seth was. I guess the best part about it was Seth's reaction to it, because oh, yeah. he called um, Spencer's old manager and just bitched him out, and it was the most beautiful thing that I'd ever seen anybody do yeah. for someone else. And you don't have that recorded? <laughs> no, you didn't. Not enough forward thinking, I assume. Yeah, no, those... not at all. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much how this record started because we immediately wrote that song "I'd Rather Tour" when we got back, and like this whole record was based off that song, and nice. that voicemail. And, it, and it's perfect. Like it's, uh, I don't know. It's just again, it's such a strong fucking record. Um, I think it's going to do really well for you guys. And, you know, I am pandering a little bit, but. Kissing your ass. I don't know. I mean, it's really fucking get, good. <laughs> yeah, get loose, have fun, party or don't. We only deal with extremes. Yeah. <laughs> so when you guys listen to the record, do you hear all the things you did wrong, or do you actually sit back and enjoy vocals. it? Vocals. I was completely wasted. And there's a couple. Well, you had. How could you not be vocals? Yeah, we uh, we recorded the vocals separately at Ned's house because Fogel was in like Europe for like a month. Sad Records. Shout out. Yep, sad pad. <laughs> and, uh, and I wasn't here. I was on tour with Bud Bumps and Good Timers. But they got shit house and recorded those those vocals. <laughs> they turned out good because they were more like... They sound like gang folks. Like <laughs> fucking just dudes Super on raw. dudes and raw and they were partying. <laughs> there was just like nine dudes and myself in the in the basement of the sad pad, and it was. I think that I'm pretty stoked awesome. the way it came out. Yeah, yeah. I think it sounds great. We were pretty too. nervous. We heard it was all raw and uncut, and not mixed and mastered, and, like, <clears throat> and then it gets all polished, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. Um, Mixing magicians. Because when Seth heard the whole thing for the first time, he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that description <laughs> to that record that's fine now yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 
You know, I I think we what anything else that I'm missing about the record that you guys like to talk about? Like how I just can't. Let me see what other adjectives I could throw out there. But no, like where do, where do you want to see this record take you guys? Like do you guys want to, to the finally, moon, Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully someone will pick it up. Or... Yeah, I mean Black and Bloom is putting it out on vinyl, yeah. and then Wiener is putting it out on yeah. tape. So great. Which is I just really want a a van that works and uh, and more bands to take us out until we can like do our own tour you know yeah uh, who, who are you about to go out on tour with the Blind Pets yeah. from Austin I'm familiar with them I think yeah, I booked they're them they're playing both nights yeah. of the oh sweet they play the at Triple Nickel like yeah. a handful of times I don't, I don't know if I put that show on or not It's I put on some of the shows there but yeah, super, I know that name super solid yeah. dudes and cool. we're super excited to go they go them. pretty crazy on stage as well yeah how long is this tour going to be like four weeks. Exactly a month. Four weeks. Four weeks. So we'll be on that tour with Blind Pets, ended at South by, come back home for four days, and then we're going to Tree Fort. Jeez. Oh, you guys are playing Tree Fort too? You get accepted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. a they, late entry. Yeah, they asked us to play last year, and we couldn't do it because he was still working at Jimmy John's. And then... Uh, this year Which that worked out well well that's what I yeah that's where I got fired yeah. so I had to find a job <laughs> just in case you guys and were then, wondering I made zero shots and the ringer I found made all of them oh nice <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys want to buy it still uh, still nothing here thank you sir yeah <laughs> um yeah, we're. Oh yeah, so we were late entry, but they're like we find out like February sixth whether we're really on it or not. But True. that's like the I best so. festival ever. He, uh, my buddy's uh, Sour Boy Bitter Girl play that <coughs> every year, but this one maybe they'll get the late acceptance too. Wait, they're not. I thought I saw them on they like might, the first they wave. Of, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't. That's a cool release. Yeah. Uh, I'm just excited to see all of our friends get on this year. They're just like us, waiting that, you know. But but Bronson's on it for sure. Yeah, I think all of our friends here are on the waiting list to go to Tree Fort. Homebody's on it. Yeah, Comeback Speed Queen's on it. I want to go. It's just like in the. uh, Oh, I think Ned Gar's going too. Yeah, Ned Gar's going. Spells is going to be there, like we said earlier. I think we're going to like try to all go together in like three bands and just share gear and. Cheapest, best, smartest way to go. Hotel room. Yeah. Uh, so South by Southwest, are you guys officially playing or just like bullshit no. parties? All the unofficial no. stuff. That's when I say bullshit. I don't mean bullshit. Yeah, you know what I mean like yeah, the house yeah. parties the, and the fun, the real fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, I've totally. never had fun. Now, like <laughs> two or three years ago, I paid forty dollars to like apply, and I just wasted forty dollars. So I don't have that money to do that right now. <laughs> and then the bands only get paid like two hundred bucks each. Even the big, huge bands, like Bruce Springsteen, apparently, he gets paid 200 bucks. <laughs> He's got to get paid more than 200 bucks for playing, but that's whatever. Yeah. For his 40 bucks. Hey, man. Where, uh, so right on. Just a party. Oh, yeah? You're going to reason to leave your house and go tour. <laughs> yeah, the South Y uh, unofficial stuff is good. Um, so, all right, guys, uh, let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, does the party ever stop for you guys? I mean, I know you got to go uh, paint a About one or two nights a week, maybe. <laughs> How do you train for the excessive party? Just excessive party? You just yeah. work as hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we've been uh, playing a lot of dice. That uh, helps us drink more through the night. <laughs> stay up trying to win more money. <laughs> <laughs> 
me see if there's any any final words of wisdom for uh, the listening audience out there. Don't forget to party your dough. <laughs> Don't forget to party your dough. <laughs> um, well, no, I can't think of anything really. I mean, oh, my roommates want to shout out. Hey, Kieran. Hey, Dylan. Hey, Liz. <laughs> I like. I, you and your three boyfriends want to shout out. Yeah. I like that you guys always seem to get along. Except that way on the on the road too. Yeah, for the most part, the, the main thing that we fight about on the road is uh, whenever the van breaks down and we're running yeah. out of money, and which it never helps. But, yeah. <laughs> but, so stressful times. <laughs> yeah, the two of them are so used to being around each other, so they're like always, they're brothers. They're always yeah. going to be I that know, I way. Fight with my brother constantly. And I'm the mediator because I just don't. Yeah. I but don't she's like mostly it. on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got that three minutes. So <laughs> 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 the three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. Nice three minutes, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that was, this was fun. You guys made this easy. Thank you. Yeah, Damien, thank you fun. for having us. It's fun. It's fun. We'll see you at the high dive 19th and 20th, February yep. 19th and 20th. February 19th and 20th. Um, our bestest friends are playing Spells, Bud Bronson, the new. Rupi or Mermintal, um, Blind Pets. And Blind Pets both yeah. nights. You guys pulled out all the stops. Yeah. Is there anybody you wanted for the shows that you couldn't get? Yeah. Pullback Speed Queen, Ned Gard. I mean, you got everybody, but... Yeah. <laughs> I wanted... I was trying to mix it up a little bit and put bands that we... Don't play with really us often. With, with, like the new and that. spells. That's about it. Yeah. Everybody else, we've, we have played more over and will play with in the future always. Um, but yeah. Come have a good time with us. It'll be great. That's it. That's a perfect stop this point. Hey guys, that was fun. Cheers. Woo. I lost my glass. <laughs> Well, all right, buddies. Uh, thanks to the guys in the Dirty Few for hanging out and chatting with me. Again, I apologize for talking and rambling too much. I just want to fucking reach in that microphone and slap myself and just be like, shut the fuck up. Uh, but I'm sorry. It's one of those deals. Like, you ever been on a date and just talked way too much? And you're like, why can't I stop talking? That's one of those issues there. But uh, thank you to the guys in Dirty Few. And be on the lookout for their, on their website and uh, mine as well. Next week, they're, uh, we're going to be air- doing an album stream and a full interview with the Dirty Few and a major national uh, magazine website publishing thing. I'm really excited about it and really glad we made it happen. And uh, I'm just super stoked. Speaking of super stoked, uh, Ratio Beer Works, thanks to Jason and Zach for hanging out and chatting with me. Their grand opening Saturday, February 14th, 2920 in Larimer. Uh, in the Rhino District, five points. It's going to be fucking awesome. Believe me, guys, this is going to be Denver's best new brewery. Um, I, I really can't wait for it to open. Um, and then again, we're going to be doing our first of a new series of live events at Mutiny Information Cafe, uh, the corner of Ellsworth and uh, Broadway, 2nd South Broadway 
8 p.m. Thursday, February 12th with Sleeping Weather, Ian Douglas Terry, and artist Zach Kinsella. Uh, that's going to be a super fun event. Ratio Beer Works will be out there and on hand uh, pouring some tasty beers. Uh, more information on that, more episodes of Mostly Harmless, visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. Uh, we're going to be hitting it hard and heavy this year, and I'm going to be focusing a lot on the Denver and Colorado music scenes, and I'm really excited about what's coming out of Colorado. And um, I'm just very thankful I'm in the right place at the right time to be uh, to document it. Uh, please visit com. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, send me some hate mail uh, through Gmail or Twitter, whatnot, uh, Instagram, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I read all the messages. I don't get that many, I and I'm even worse at writing back to them. But thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, we'll see you Thursday. We're going to go ahead and end this record. <laughs> this record. We're going to go ahead and end this episode with a track of Dirty Fuse first EP, um, and I feel it's very fitting to celebrate the opening of a brewery, Dirty Fuse's newest album release on February 19th and 20th uh, with this song. It's off Get Loose, Have Fun. The track is I Want to Party With You. And uh, buddies, we'll see you in the funny pages. You take care now.